There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to the Get Fit Guys Quick and Dirty Tips to Get Moving and Shape Up. My name is Brock Armstrong and I'm the Get Fit Guy. Sweating is the body's natural way of keeping itself cool, but it's also a great way to, well, deplete some of your body fluid and also some of your minerals. And in this episode, we're going to talk about whether or not it's worth tracking your sweat. Yesterday morning, I was riding my bike up a pretty significant hill. Now, to get up that hill, I was pedaling as hard as I could. I'd nearly reached the top of that hill when I felt that familiar trickle of moisture run down my forehead. And despite the fact that it was only 6 degrees Celsius or 42 degrees Fahrenheit, well, I was sweating. Our human meat sack bodies work optimally when their internal temperature hovers around 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit or 37 degrees Celsius. When the body gets warmer than that, well, the brain doesn't like it. So the hypothalamus, the part of the brain that controls temperature, sends a message to your body saying, let's cool down. That is when your sweat glands, well, they spring into action and we start to perspire. Now, perspiration is made almost completely of water, with smaller amounts of other chemicals in it as well, which we'll get into later. Perspiration leaves our body through tiny holes in our skin called pores, and when the sweat meets the air, it begins evaporating, turning from liquid to vapor, and that in turn cools us down. Sweat is a great cooling system, but it is also a great way for our body to remove certain elements from our bloodstream. Salt, ammonia, potassium, glucose, lactate, and urea, to name a few. Now, our sweat also contains biochemical markers, such as metabolites, electrolytes, and even some heavy metals, which can give doctors and researchers a window into a person's health, and it can even aid in diagnosing some diseases. Now, in recent years, scientists have developed sweat sensors in the form of patches, bandages, and even tattoos that can make these types of measurements on the fly. In fact, a team of scientists at the University of California, Berkeley, is developing wearable skin sensors that can detect what's in your sweat. But before we get into that, let's look at how we measure our sweat now and even in the past few years. Now, back in 2014, I reviewed a product called Fuel Strip, which the manufacturers called a sweat testing sport nutrition technology. Now, not 
too surprisingly, they don't seem to exist anymore, so don't bother googling them. But at the time, they seemed really promising. Fuel strips were basically small pieces of paper that you were supposed to dab in your sweat periodically during a workout to see whether or not it was time to replenish your glycogen stores. The darker the color on the strip, the more you needed to refuel. Now, luckily, I say that with my tongue firmly planted in my cheek, they also sold a scientifically formulated sports drink powder along with those strips. Now, you can watch a video of me actually doing a mostly scientific experiment with the fuel strips if you go to getfitguy.quickanddirtytips.com, there's a link there. But the upshot was that the strips did indeed change color as my workout progressed, but the strips were not all that convenient or easy to use or even really that accurate. According to the strips, even after fasting for 12 hours, I still had to ride for more than 60 minutes at a near threshold effort before I was allowed to sip some of their sugary nectar. Now, even though those strips were not all that impressive, they did seemingly measure my sweat ammonia levels. And that correlates with plasma ammonia levels. And since plasma ammonia levels will increase when my muscle protein is metabolized for fuel, well, this is an indication that your glycogen is depleted. So they did work, in a manner of speaking. Now, another way sweat and sweat rates have been tracked in the past is by using a formula. It goes like this. Sweating rate equals pre-exercise body weight minus post-exercise body weight plus fluid intake minus urine volume divided by exercise time in hours. Got it? <laughs> Probably not, but you can check it out in the show notes. But this rather cumbersome formula gives us a pretty reliable representative range of sweat rate. And if repeated enough times in many locations and many conditions, it can be used for various environmental conditions, practices, and competitions. The idea behind measuring fluid loss through sweat is to get athletes to, well, focus on their hydration needs by teaching them to compare their pre-exercise and post-exercise body weights. Now, for us recreational exercisers, if you lost weight, then you need to drink more at the next practice or competition. If you gained weight, you would just drink less. But for the true professionals out there, that formula I mentioned earlier was created and refined. Now, in an article called How to Calculate Your Sweat Loss, the nutrition diva, who I talked about earlier, said this. Half a liter of fluid weighs approximately one pound. If you weigh exactly the same amount before and after, then your fluid losses were roughly equal to the amount of fluid you took in. Good work. If you are one pound lighter, then your sweat losses exceeded your fluid intake by approximately half a liter. For example, let's say you weigh 150 pounds before you exercise. You drink a liter of water, which weighs about two pounds. After exercising, you weigh 149 pounds. That suggests that you lost about a liter and a half of sweat and only replaced a liter. So go have a glass of water. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. 
There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Now, another thing that you can track in your sweat is how much sodium you lose. Athletes lose water during exercise, but they also lose electrolytes as a consequence of what is called thermoregulatory sweating. It is well known that the rate and composition of sweat can vary considerably between individuals, and that can be based on their physiology and also on how much salt you eat. The more salt you eat, the more salt you sweat. So, many scientists and practitioners conduct sweat tests to determine sweat water and electrolyte losses of athletes during practice and competition. To do this, sports labs have generally used regional patch sweat collection, which is literally placing patches of material in various locations on the athlete's body to collect sweat. They also use syringe sweat extraction, which is exactly what it sounds like, and a Laqua Twin analysis, which is a pocket sampling kit that measures electrolyte concentration. The coach or nutritionist then uses this information to develop electrolyte replacement recommendations, or to even formulate a replacement beverage that is tailored to fit the athlete's needs specifically. Now, all these manual, mathematic, and cumbersome testing protocols definitely work and can add to an already robust training regimen, but a team at UC Berkeley is on the verge of something so much easier and so much more meaningful. It makes me feel like I've been simply banging stones together for most of my athletic and coaching career. So, on to the future of sweat analysis. At UC Berkeley, a team of researchers have designed a flexible sensor system that can measure metabolites and electrolytes in sweat, calibrate the data based upon skin temperature, and sync the results in real time to a smartphone. No more slips of paper, no pads of material in your armpits, or weighing yourself repeatedly. How cool is that? Now, in a recent paper that I'll link to in the show notes for this episode, you can read how the researchers fitted the device onto smart wristbands and headbands and then put the device on dozens of volunteers. The volunteers then went through various indoor and outdoor exercises on stationary bikes or tracks or trails for a few minutes to more than an hour. They also put the device on other volunteers who were experiencing what is frighteningly referred to as chemically-induced perspiration. 
Ali Javi, a professor of electrical engineering and computer science at UC Berkeley and senior author of the paper, told Science Daily, and I quote, The goal of the project is not just to make the sensors, but start to do many subject studies and see what the sweat tells us, or as I always say, decoding sweat composition. To better decode what sweat can tell us about the health of a human body in real time, the researchers tried placing the sweat sensors on various spots on the athletes' bodies. They put the athletes on stationary bikes and they tested the forehead, forearm, underarm, and upper back, all while measuring their sweat rates, sodium and potassium levels, and a whole lot more. They concluded that local sweat rate could indicate how much the athlete's body lost liquid during exercise, which could be a way to give athletes a real-time heads up when they may be pushing themselves too hard. Which, on its own, isn't all that impressive, but the researchers also used the sensors to compare sweat glucose levels and blood glucose levels in healthy and also in diabetic patients. Now, in this experiment, they hoped that non-invasive sweat tests could replace blood-based measurements for diagnosing and monitoring diabetes. In the Berkeley News article, principal investigator Ali Javi is quoted saying, Human sweat contains physiologically rich information, thus making it an attractive body fluid for non-invasive wearable sensors which I think is as exciting as it is weird to think about. Now, although I was not exactly on board with the fuel strips I tested back in 2014, and that I do not really think that anyone outside of the highest performing athletes in the world need to do all these sweat tests that I outlined earlier, I'm optimistic that this new sweat tracking technology will not only save us time in the sport lab, but will also lead to other breakthroughs in the medical lab. All right, everybody, that's it for this week, but make sure you tune in next week when I'm going to talk about whether or not you should exercise while you're sick. And I've been sick for the last couple of weeks, so this is a subject that is near and dear to my heart, or maybe my lungs are my nose. But anyway, Get Fit Guy is written, narrated, and produced by me, Brock Armstrong, with editorial support from Karen Hertzberg. Our audience development and marketing coordinator here at Quick and Dirty Tips is Morgan Ratner. Our digital ad operations coordinator is Michelle Margulis. Our digital assistant is Emily Miller. And our vice president and fearless leader is Kathy Doyle. Now, what are you waiting for? Get out there and break a sweat. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. 
Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.